Hey, babe. Yeah, babe. Have you ever seen The Witch? You mean The Vavitch? Oh, yeah. The same 2015 Vavitch that was the directorial debut of one Robert Eggers? That's the one, and we're going to talk about it. Fucking love The Vavitch. It's, it's pretty great. A lot to unpack with it, so get ready. Yeah, buckle in. It's a, it's a ride. All right, welcome to the Horror Babes movie podcast. I'm Nicole. I'm Topher. And we're going to talk about, um, we're going to cover plot, we're going to cover thematic analysis, we're going to do a little bit about the history behind the Vavitch. Get some real film nerd shit in too. Oh yeah. Super stoked for that. Down and dirty. Let's do it. Let's dive right in. Topher Babe has a really great notes on the plot, so I'm going to let him kind of... Always writing shit down during movies. Exactly. I'm going to kind of let him take the wheel on that. Perfect. So, The Vavitch was a 2015 film, like I said, first feature from Robert Eggers, uh, produced by A24. So, uh, we open on a trial. Um, It is like... 17th century New England, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the definitely like the Pilgrims era of things. Yeah. So, a family is getting tried, right? Uh, so we see the father of this unit, mm-hmm. uh, William. Yep. Played by Ralph Ennison, uh, one of two familiar faces from Game of Thrones in here. Yeah. Um, I wrote him down as Zealot Zaddy oh, all yeah. through my notes, so I will absolutely be referring to him as that yeah i just have him down as like zaddy <laughs> <laughs> that voice um, so yeah they're on trial for not meeting the not being normies they're not basically like, yeah, yeah they're not in vibe complying with, with their communities yeah. ideals of being christian right yeah everybody's got different means and ways of doing their little religious culty thing and not everybody's agreeing so yeah they go bye-bye in yep. this rickety ass wagon Ooh, so rickety <laughs> rough um there's all these awesome centered shots through there it's really cool so we take the wagon we're out to the woods yeah i don't know if you can get whiplash from riding in a wagon but i'm pretty sure they did like it <laughs> is so this rough. one horse and this a big ass family there's so many people in this they're family. just going all over the place there's eerie music it's great um and there we just can tell that they're going far far away yeah they are getting the hell out of there uh so they go and have this really cool shot of like a prayer moment on their new lands Mm -hmm. um suddenly we've got uh, a house uh mom is yelling the mom is uh what's her name lady aaron liza aaron liza aaron from God, that game of breastfeeding Thrones. ass bitch she is typecast i think we have seen her breastfeed more than we've seen so her many do times. just about anything she i saw her breastfeed i've seen her breastfeed in like film tv more than i was actually breastfed which like go off queen let's like let's normalize that shit fair enough and i mean it's not saying much either because i was a formula baby ah Anyway, so, uh, that's, yeah, that's the mother, that's, uh, oh, and her name is, uh, Kate Dickey, Catherine in the film, right? Yes, Catherine. Yeah. In the film. Um, mean mommy. Very <laughs> mean like mommy. Alliter- I like alliterations. Very mean Zealot zaddy, very mean mommy. <laughs> so God, mean. We're weird. That's wrong. Uh, all right, so, um, we've got the farm, we've got the spoopy-ass forest, uh, 
and Catherine's got her little baby, Samuel. And this is when we meet Thomason, because Thomason is, Correct. you know, doing a little confession of her own and praying. And right. Her, um, her guilt is showing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey. Uh, but yeah, Thomason is played by Anya Taylor-Joy, who I adore. She is terrifying to look at and like an angelic sort of way. You know what I mean? For sure. She's got this like porcelain doll ass face. Yeah. But then like is a pretty solid actor. Yeah. 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 I think she's um, very solid. I, I really enjoyed her in this, but we'll get to that. So uh, she takes her little baby brother, Samuel, uh, off to a creek. Playing They're, peekaboo. Oh, what a great shot. Yeah. God, this scene is one of my favorites. Every time I watch this, it always just like sends chills down my spine. Well, there's always that moment in a horror film where you're like, where you're like, oh, it's the first, it's the first time that you're like, oh. Shit's off. Yeah. Yeah. It's about to go off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're playing peekaboo, peekaboo, peekaboo. Oh, where's the baby? He's gone. He's gone. Yeah. Um, so we get this re- great, like, interstitial, uh, intercut scene where she's running around, the family's running around, they're all looking for the baby, mom's freaking out, and that's all intercut with uh, this haggity ass crone. Ooh, yeah. Sacrificing she, little Melisandre baby Melisandre without the necklace. Oh, yeah. From Game of Thrones. She's just saggy and her hair's all matted. She needs just like a full on like JVN moment, you know? Yeah. So Help. she's sacrificing little baby Samuel. She's making a potion. She's rubbing his blood and guts rubbing all over herself. Up. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, yeah. So she takes off flying and it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... The rest of the time, uh, now Catherine is just like crying her eyes out all the time. She's praying all the time. She's got it. The whole family yeah. is all the almost the whole family is just like devastated, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. everyone except those god awful twins. They have no soul anyway. They're the fucking so. worst. Uh, so <laughs> William sneaks Caleb out to go hunting with him because he reveals, you know, obviously the harvest won't last the winter. I mean, this it looks pretty desolate, so I yeah. believe it. I this whole place it. is, like, gray as fuck. We'll it's get to rough. why that was later. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> another one of my favorite... I, I'm going to say every scene's my favorite in this film because they're all uh, incredible. Uh, <laughs> so, Caleb and William are going back and forth. Um, Caleb's just, like, pestering... Oh, sorry. Caleb's the little brother. Um, he is just pestering his dad. He's like, well, is Samuel dead? Is Why is mom praying? Is Samuel in heaven? Is he in hell? What's going on? We get this yeah. really cool, like, Calvinist discussion of fate and uh, uh, predestination and, like... Right. William's like, look, uh, Zealot Zaddy is all here. He's just like, look, baby boy, I'm sorry that, like, your little pervy heart is so worried, but no one knows. We just don't know. That's why we pray. Yeah. God knows we don't know. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot to mention. Yeah, he's already perved on his sister at this point too. We see him like peeping them titties. Peeping them peeping titties, them titties. <laughs> <laughs> sir. He's just like, look, I, I, I know that Pornhub is super into like the sibling shit right now. Mm, we here at Horror Babes are not here to kink shame you, but are also not fans. <laughs> no, no, no. So, little pervy baby boy Caleb and Zella Daddy. Uh, they are out hunting, and so Caleb's like, yo, so where, where did you get the money for the traps, though? Yeah. He's like, our crops are shitty. Yeah, and where'd you get this money? And we are baroque. So, where'd it come from? 
That's where that's when he reveals that he stole the silver cup from Catherine. Yeah, he stole it from his, his wife. His wife. And it's like, yo, Caleb, can you uh, keep your mouth shut? Yeah, keep a, <laughs> keep a tight lid on that. Let's just keep this. She can never know. Never know. Never know. Because uh, he's gonna like you know he's gonna catch some things. He's gonna trade the skins for it back. He's got a whole plan. Right. Just don't tell her. Yeah. And then she'll never be the wiser. It'll be fine. What do we use silver cups for anyway? We are desolate in the woods. Nobody needs silver cups. We ain't got company. We don't got wine. Nah. Sad. We're zealots. Sad. Um, <laughs> I don't know what my life would be like without wine. Rough. Yes. So, uh, they're out, uh, and they find nothing. Um, then they see a rabbit. Then they see a rabbit. So... Fowler is the dog. Yes. Barks at the rabbit. That's how they see right. the rabbit. Yeah, so Fowler then, finds a rabbit. And then Zealot Zaddy shoots, and the gun backfires. Well, because he fucking sucks at guns. <laughs> yeah. Like, I am no marksman. I have shot a gun, like, three times in my life. I I've shot it once, time. and it backfired on me, so, like, I can't... You didn't backfire. You've got fingers and, like, a face that's gorgeous. Well, it gave me, like, a black eye. Oh, well, that's just, like, recoil, right? Like, that's just the, the That's thing. just me trying to shoot a gun when I was but, six. Like, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. A shotgun at that. Oh, that's that's a story for another time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Caleb's trying to help him out, but the dad is like, like this. these are the, the old school guns that are shitty anyway, but, like, he clearly does not know what he's doing. Like, I, I, yeah. that's very much what I get from this scene is, like, he does not know what the fuck he's doing with mm-hmm. this gun. He's, like, barely ever fired one before, if ever. Um, so he fucks up. He like blows up his hand. It doesn't blow it off, but like he like hurts himself. Yeah. Uh, and the rabbit runs off, and they're just like, "Well, fuck." Guess we're All going right. home. Yeah, empty fucking handed. So then we find the twins singing that creepy song about so the goat creepy. Black Philip. This is when we're introduced to Black Philip, who becomes. Mm-hmm. The biggest part of this movie, in my opinion. Yeah, major part, yeah. Um, and the twins' names are Jonas and Mercy. That's right. And um, they're singing this creepy song, and let's black see. Black Philip, Black Philip. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, it's super creepy. Haunts and, my nightmares. Yeah, for real. And then we see Daddy chopping some wood, which he is a common oh, God, activity for him. He loves chopping that he wood. He loves chopping that wood. Rain or shine, snow or sleet, just mm. chopping that wood. He is like the wood. post office of just being a hot dad with wood. I mean, I'm not complaining about the sight of him Title with an axe. Title of my sex tape? <laughs> we'll workshop <laughs> it. <laughs> um, okay, so... Thomason and Caleb are getting water from the from the brook while Hot Dad is chopping the wood as usual. And Caleb is and that's when he's perving. He's perving on. He's peeping those tits. Peeping them titties. This is when Mercy. Yeah, yeah. That that that's actually a key word. Sister, sister titties. Is that my nun name? (laughs) (laughs) We'll workshop it. (laughs) Okay, so Mercy is pretending to be. The Witch of the Wood. She's like kind of taunting. I'm the Witch of the Wood. Yeah, exactly. She's taunting Thomason, and Thomason is just like, "Bitch, I am sick of your shit." You are such you a little fucking pest. Are so obnoxious. So I had she, a cousin like that. A cousin who would just like oh, really? always get up in my shit, always cause trouble, always tell lies, and then when I would turn it back on him, he would go and run to our grandparents and no. be like, "Oh yeah, a little spoiled little." 
jackass. I don't think they're going to listen to this podcast, so I do not have a problem talking shit about this cousin. Oh, boy. He's still in jail, as far as I know. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so the prison system does need reform, but it, he belongs there. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyway, so Thomason claps back at Mercy because she's just, like, so... So tired of it. I mean, if you you have no friends on this, you, you're just here with your siblings. I mean, I get it. And then with them being like fucking twats, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> she just claps back and she's like, she's We're like, no, actually, she's like, actually, I'm the witch. I'm the witch. You should be fucking scared of me. I'm going to eat your goddamn soul. Which comes back to bite her in the ass later. Doesn't but I, But I totally feel her. She just, she snaps. We've she all been snaps. teenagers. Yeah. She's, you know. I told my brother hormonal, that I spiked so I. his cereal with weed. What? Yeah. That and he started acting like he sense. thought he was high. Oh, man, the placebo effect. It was real fun. And um, I got in so much trouble. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Mostly just made my mom laugh, though, because spiked with weed isn't a thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, what? This is not, this is like the early, this is Bush years, the first era. You can't spike things with There weed. was no THC oil or CBD running around. God. Okay, so. Sorry, babe. So is this, yeah, we went on a tangent. Oh, my God. Okay, so. This is when we're at the dinner. We're at dinner, right? Yes. And Catherine um, asks Thomason about none other than the silver cup. Why does she poor, just go straight to blaming Thomason? Poor Thomason. The fuck did she do? Gets all the blame in this movie, but... I'm so... I'm like, I. it's been a second. Like, I, I did not watch this movie today, and I'm still fucking, si- like, angry and seething. Poor Thomason is basically like it, it could be like the tagline of this movie is just poor justice Thomason. for Thomason, right? This bitch needs to be paid. This oh my god, sorry. Mm. So they have a dramatic they have a dramatic dinner. It's a tense one. It's a tense one. So and I mean, With Tom- way too many candles for a family that is like in the middle of nowhere and like no money. They spent all their yeah. money on candles. They spent. <laughs> I mean, what are they? Me, right? Don't don't let us don't let us loose in like a West Elm. <laughs> I will buy all the fucking I will buy candles. All the candles. Only um, reason I mess my job at anthropology. Hey, those are good candles too. They're dope candles. Um, so Thomason goes to the bar and she's like, "I'm gonna bed the goats because this yeah. is awkward." Yeah. Um, I will I'm do fucking anything. Up out this. I'm out this bitch. I'm gonna do anything to get myself out of here right and um so they we see the same same rabbit or at least another rabbit i'm assuming it's the same one right um from uh daddy and caleb's hunting trip um it looks the exact same but then i don't know the difference between rabbits if their ears are up or down i don't know if that's the same rabbit or whatever i know they're all adorable except this one i think this one's kind of (laughs) cute in like a naked cat kind of way oh the worst thing you could have said. <laughs> okay. Um, so then we see Catherine crying to William, regretting leaving the church because she's worried about food. Yeah. Um, and she, she hungry. even more, she regrets leaving England. Yes. She's like, I fucking hate this place. America is stupid. Take me back to London. Mm-hmm. And this is, um, so this is, this is at night. Um, the kids are in bed, but they're of course eavesdropping. Duh. Yeah. 
as kids do. It's a tiny little hut. Yeah, so it's like, kind of hard not to. I small ass house and I'm kind of like, Ooh. It's, it's kind of hard not to, but they're definitely doing it on purpose. They want to know what the hell is going on. Yeah. Well, um, at least it's, and it's not all the kids. The twins are asleep, but it's Caleb yeah. and uh, Thomason, Thomason are up spying. So we hear that Catherine is talking to daddy and saying that Thomason got her period. And so it's yeah, time she's for a woman her to now. go. She's a woman now. We're going to ship her off to We'll sell her another, to a family. Sell like her it, to a family. It sounds like sort of like a... Um, Somewhere between, like, getting her hired and, like, a dowry sort of thing, you know? Like, maybe there's, yeah. like, some upfront cash, and then Thomason will send the money back to them or whatever. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. And mm-hmm. then we also learn that Sam was never baptized, and Catherine is crying because he's probably yeah. in hell, according to their beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Caleb leaves. He's trying to be the man of the family. Um, and... He feels he feels that responsibility on his shoulders, and right. Thomason begs to go with him into the woods, um, which they see the rabbit again, and they they've brought Fowler the dog. Um, right. They see the same rabbit again. Fowler runs after it this time. Yes. And Caleb runs after Fowler. Thomason. He's got the gun. He's got the gun. Thomason falls off her horse. Gets knocked the fuck out. She, oh yeah, that's rough. <sighs> um, and Caleb finds himself alone in the woods, so he prays. Um, he hears the dog, which makes him kind of walk in a certain direction. Yeah, he starts going um, off. It, it, yeah, it motivates him to walk in the direction he decides. And um, Thomason comes to. She's looking for him. She's she looking for him. him. She's looking for anybody at this point. She's lost. It's dark. Yeah. Um, Thomason finds. Yeah, Thomason finds Daddy and says. So uh, yeah, the family's out looking for them. Yeah, so Zelda's Daddy yeah, finds her. She's like, "Yo, we gotta go get Caleb. We gotta go I don't get know where Caleb. the fuck he is. This is not gonna be good." And so Caleb stumbles upon what we know from prior. Yeah, scenes from the to the be, Samuel uh, when they when the crone. Yeah. Yeah. But this time she ain't a crone. Ooh, she hot. She hot. She got she got big titties. She's all she's like got, high pin. She's high sister titty. Mm-hmm. She is sister, sister titty. titty. She's got this like little Red Riding Hood moment. Ooh yeah. She fine. She fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're now Melisandre with the necklace. Exactly. That's exactly <sighs> what we are. Oh my goodness. And. Um, Caleb, of course, goes for it. He's like, well. He's like, well. That ain't sister titties, but that is sister titties. Yep, exactly. So he goes into the hut, and Thomason again is blamed for the disappearance of Caleb. She is so bad um, at being in the wrong place at the wrong time. I, and I don't, don't want to blame her. She is the victim here. She is the one who is like not doing any of this. But we do get a little bit of redemption here. Yes. Because... Um, William, Mom's going in on her. Well, William, yeah. And finally, William, or Daddy, um, confesses about the silver cup. Yeah. Which, like, finally, where were you at the dinner? Yeah, seriously. Like, you're just going to let your daughter take all this abuse from your mean-ass wife. He's just another can't-do-nothing-but-chop-wood daddy. Ugh, such <laughs> a stereotype. I right? mean, ugh. So then Dime he, a dozen, really. he goes in Dime a dozen. He goes into the woods mm-hmm. with no gun and no dog, which sir. Sir. How? Um <laughs> So Thompson, I guess she goes to bed the goats again? Yeah. She goes she's She's just out trying to do her chores. She's trying that's to be That's true. She's trying to be good. The good daughter like She f- finds yeah. Caleb naked at the fence and clearly sick and it's like pouring rain and like yeah, he is not well it's a sight he's not he's not doing doing great um he so, is just dick to the winds 
dick to the wind, just done. Um, so Thomason and Catherine tend to him. Um, yeah, there's a little bloodletting. They, They're trying to like get the blood yeah. out of his temple. They, Which, what exactly, what does that do? I'm sorry if so, that is a stupid question, but no. I just don't know. Um, from what I understand, like I know bloodletting was a pretty common practice, but... Mm-hmm. Um, there was a really common belief that I think was still going on at this point about balancing the humors. It's like from, um, okay. you know, the Hippocratic Oath that's named after Hippocrates, who okay. was a surgeon in, or like a doctor in ancient Greece. Yes. And wrote all these texts on medical stuff. So he wrote about the four humors, and I don't remember all of them off the top of my head, but let me just try and do this off the rip. Uh, there is red bile, no, yellow bile, black bile, Something and something. <laughs> okay. I so mean, there's, this there's, is more there's, than there's, I yeah. know. But there's there's um, the four humors, and they need to be in balance. You need all of them. They all represent different parts of the hu- of okay. like the human soul. Okay. Um, and so like, and they're they're used in lots of different ways. Like uh, the teenage mutant ninja turtles are an example of the four humors. Oh. They like if you would cool. have like if you have a certain type of personality. This was the original like it's not the original astrology that's been around forever too. Yeah. Uh, and has always been bullshit. Sorry y'all. Um, Sorry, Mercury's in retrograde, and I'm just like... It's not even in retrograde right now. Fine. (laughs) So, Mercury just went out of retrograde, and I still don't give a shit. (laughs) Um, Okay. But yeah, so the the balancing of the humors was like... So if you have a certain personality type, one of your humors is higher than the other. Okay. And if you were sick, you had to balance those. So if you were sick, it was like too much of like a certain type. I think that was the yellow bile or the black bile. One of those two. I think it's one of the biles is too high if you're sick. And there's different things associated with that. Yeah. That's as much as I can do off the rip on those. Yeah. I mean, that's... But that's essentially, yeah, what they're trying to do. I know more than I did before. So that's good. There is also good reason to, like, if he had like, like, so in my, one of my other cousins, I've got a thousand of them, uh, got in a really bad motorcycle accident. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had, um, like, swelling in his brain mm-hmm. and had to be in a coma and they had to drain the blood oh, from his brain got it. or like from around his brain mm-hmm. uh, and like let pressure off so that's like the modern version of bloodletting and again yeah. I am not a doctor but that's something I remember like I've seen you on I've like that. seen on yeah. TV and I remember that happening to my cousin got it not the one who's in jail cool um, and so this is when of course again Thomason <laughs> is getting all the shit um, this is when the twins um, say that Black Philip told them that Thomason put the devil in Caleb. That's and like, right. um, Caleb is just like sitting upstairs, sort of like shivery, comatose boy. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're just like not sure what to do. Thomason does go out with the twins who are awful to the barn to milk the goats. And blood comes out. Yes. So we see the the bloody thing. She jumps up and she like is like, ah! Yeah. Boo! Ooh. <laughs> so, of course, this really doesn't um, play in Thomason's favor. If no, you but would imagine. the twins kind of see it, and she just like is like, do not tell mom. Yeah, but Say nothing. They uh, and do. they're just like sitting there, and they, they've been whispering to Black Phillip the whole time. Like, they're over in the corner with him. Yeah. Um, so, we are back upstairs. Uh, they're hanging out. Uh, oh, this is when <clears throat> we have one of the only like we don't see a lot of love between Catherine and William. It's a lot of like that's right. This is the scene where um, I mean William's kind of 
game planning here. He's saying he wants to return to the village to yeah. get Caleb to a doctor. Right. And also he's but saying... But they have no horse. Well, he's saying to Catherine, like, we can also get Thomason off to another yeah. family if we... Like, we can get a two for one. If we, yeah. dra- <laughs> if we find our way to the village, we can drop that bitch off and we can get our, like, son... The help he needs. And this is when Catherine confesses to William that she's losing faith because of Sam's death. And she kind of compares her love for Christ um, on earth to her love for William. Yeah. And we see that, like, there was something good between them once, but it's not there anymore. But, you know, this is it's a really it's a really interesting scene. It's a great character moment. Um, yeah, and I mean, it basically, I think she's, you know, just saying that she's falling into a deep depression. Yeah, where well, that's something, how you put it these days. But yeah. she's like, I've lost faith. I've lost yeah. faith in you, in God. I don't know where I'm at. I am just numb. Yeah. And I wish we had never come here. Exactly. Um, so this is when, of course... Um, we get a little bump from upstairs. And yep. Caleb's like, Caleb's hey. convulsing and screaming. His mouth seals up and William has to manually open it. And he throws up a beautiful bloody apple. Oh, so gorgeous. Like, uh, this is, yeah, breakfast of course. is served. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is, of course, you know, that, that's the reference to Caleb lying to his mom earlier. Yes. About them, about he thought he saw apples in the woods. Yeah. Okay, so... After the bloody apple, this is what scares the twins. Mm-hmm. Um, the bloody apple is what sets them over the edge, and they just blurt out everything about wh- how they feel about Thomason to um, mom and dad. Well, and it's because um, Catherine prompts it too by saying witchcraft. Yeah, like that, and so uh, the that twins bit from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Witchcraft. 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 Um, so there's they tell them about her jokes about being the witch, about which they take turning, as just like straightforward truth. Yes, just children about turning the goats, but also little shits. Exactly about turning the goats' milk to blood, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah, and so then the family prays. That prompts them to right. pray. Um, well, she gets interrogated too because yeah. Williams, uh, Mister Mister Zaddy himself is just that's like, right. He's, he's saying like, like, have you, do you sold love the word? Yeah, have you sold to the devil? Do you yeah. dance? You dance, uh, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Uh, I do, sir. <laughs> but she's like, no, 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 no. I love Christ. I love the word of God. I love God. I, uh, I know all my prayers. I know all my shit. What the fuck? I'm not a, I'm not a witch. I was just a fucking joke. And it looks like he believes her in that moment. So he's like, okay, Kinda, yeah. like a little bit. He's just, I think he, he either like believes her or just doesn't want to believe that or it's true. Or it's a true. hectic situation and his son is convulsing. And I think it's a little bit of, there's like all this stuff going it's on. It's a little bit of everything. And this I is think. sort of the test of like, okay, well, can she pray? Well, yeah. So, so she they d- start they to pray. pray. Yeah. And the twins get a bellyache and can't remember their prayers and can't they blame it, yeah. Thomason. Like, it's Thomason's fault. I can't remember my prayers. I can't remember my prayers. Little fucking liars. Yeah, they start like convulsing <clears throat> and doing some weird stuff. Then um, they just go silent. Yeah. But they keep praying, keep praying. Uh, and then we get another fantastic moment in this movie. <clears throat> Uh, so yeah, I know there's a book of the Bible uh, where it's like super romantic poetry and like pretty like graphically lewd and things like that. I'm probably yeah. overselling it, but it's kind of hot. Um, and I'm pretty yeah. sure it's Song of Solomon or something like that, where it's like love letters to God. Yeah, um, but they're very very uh, erotic. Yes, and he so he he takes his last breath while reciting this, and he's in a very yeah. euphoric state. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonas and Mercy don't get up, um, and but then they start chanting with him. 
Yeah. Yeah, they're like chiming in. They're like chanting, 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 and he's doing, and they're chanting in unison while he's sort of giving this like big, like. That's right. That's yeah, right. He's they like are feeling on himself. He's got this giant smile on his face. His eyes are closed, but he's talking about like how much, like the, like very very sexually explicit. Yes. Sort of a uh, language or like like suggestive, I should say, not explicit. Very sexually suggestive in his body language and definitely in his, and in the words he's using. So then, um, what, yeah, but yeah, when but he, he just like when collapses. he dies, yeah, when yeah. he dies, Mercy and Jonas they don't get up. Right. They they lay there on the ground, and um, Catherine tells Thomason to run away. Mm-hmm. William goes after her and comforts her on like a bale of hay or something. Um, and they're talking, and yeah, and then he Thomason, kind of like, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. He kind of like gets like sort of like, yo, but like. But like for real. You a witch? You a witch? And she keeps telling him no. She keeps denying it. She's like, look, I'm not a witch. It's you're a fucking incompetent piece of shit is what you are. She comes at William about him, you know, just like basically being like a hypocrite and like how masculinity gets so so shattered. shattered. Oh, it's so fragile. Um, so then Thomason tells, uh, says that the twins are the, are in consort with Black Phillip, who She's trying is to tell the him devil. She's yeah. trying to tell him, like, and the he just truth. just won't listen, but he's like, you know what? Fine. Fuck you, little witch girl. Maybe they, maybe they're lying. Maybe you're lying. We are leaving this place tomorrow, and we are, we're, like, I'm, I'm gonna submit you all to, like, I'm gonna report on all of y'all. I'm on gonna rat y'all, y'all asses all out. All y'all a witch. Um, and a so. A witch is all you. And so this is when he kind of like, like um, boards them up in. Yeah. The, so he locks. The yeah. He like nails up. He uh, nails the barn, the barn with shut. them and the goats. Um, and yeah, and Catherine and um, William start to dig a grave for yes, Caleb. So they're burying Caleb. Um, and Zaddy is angrily chopping wood again, and he's praying. Oh well, you missed that. There's that great moment where she like steps into the grave, and she's just sort of like, "This oh, is my home now." Yeah. Super great moment. Ooh, yeah, it's such great. great physical acting, which is my some of my favorite type is nonverbal acting. Okay, so Catherine wakes up we're not as a viewer you're not completely sure if it's a dream or like just a vision we're not completely sure she's so she sees caleb and sam um in a in a chair caleb's like um, holding baby sam Sam. he's got a book in one shows her a book it's like do you want to do you want to look at my book you want to read from my book which which um (laughs) (laughs) um, she so catherine takes sam and starts to breastfeed him, but... Smash cut. Smash cut. Big ass raven. Just biting at that. Just eating the shit Nipping out of her. Nipping at that titty. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's visceral. Like, eating her heart out. It's so amazing. It looks great, and it makes me cringe while... With, like, a... I don't know. It's like when you're, like... I don't even have a word for it, but I'm like cringing and a big ass grin on my face at the same time. Whenever well, I just that knowing scene. that it's such a good moment in a film, but so also being good. like, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so meanwhile in the barn, the scariest part of the movie by far happens. Um, the twins hear a thud. And so they walk towards a goat, the and a white goat, the white goat. Yes. Not black Phillip. There's a white goat. Um, and, the crone version of the witch is just drinking straight from the udder. Oh, uh, before that, though, um, Thompson and the twins actually have like a little heart to heart. They're chatting. 
because she's like, do y'all really talk to Black Phillip? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're she's... like, yeah, he whispers to us, yada, yada. She's like, can you show me how? That's right. And like, she, I mean, there's something like that where she's just sort of like curious. She's like, look, I'm not a witch, but I'm pretty sure y'all are. But like, I don't know. My life has gone to shit in like the last two days. So... Right. And what does she have to lose by talking yeah. about it, you know, at this point? <laughs> Um, so they're like, yeah, Black Phillip does talk to us, like dead ass. Man, yeah, and so yeah, and that and that's, that's when, when the thud the happens. Thud, yeah, yeah. So the thud happens. It's the dang witch, the, the witch is sitting there just like suckling at that goat, which is how it ended up bloody. Is how we find out. Yeah, uh, they scream, they freak out, the place collapses. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, next morning, Zaddy's out there. With his wood again. With his what he loves. Morning his wood. wood. <laughs> Daddy's <laughs> out there with his morning wood. He's out there with his morning and wood. And he's like, oh shit, the barn fell down. Fuck. Oops. Um, Guess I got to chop more wood to build another one. <laughs> um, and then I guess I would. Thompson like, kind of like comes out of the wood. Yeah. And She's the only one who we see. Twins are never seen or heard from again. Exactly. So we Presumed just, dead. Right, we assume they're either dead or taken by the witch. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know something, but they're not there. And then this is what I would consider as one of the only like, like I I'm gonna confess I hate jump scares. Yes. I, I really really dislike them. But when they're when they're earned, I think it is perfectly perfectly okay. I just personally don't like being scared in that way. Yes. Um. And I would say that this is the only thing that you could qualify in this movie as a jump scare because it is just very sudden um, and loud. Uh, but but Black Phillip as um, William is chopping wood just rams right into him. Well, he's like kind of brandishing the axe at Thomason too and he's like pissed yeah. and like he well, gets he's in a like, fight with Black Phillip, and then Black Phillip just, like, beats the shit out of him and then knocks him into the wood, and the wood just collapses on top of him. Yeah. Yeah. But the whole thing, I'm pretty sure, starts with Black Phillip just ramming into him. Yeah. And then it kind of escalates, and he grabs him by, like, the horns and yeah. stuff, and Black Phillip <laughs> wins. And that um, back, Those back muscles, though. Right? Dad. Oof. Dad. So. Yeah. Um, so then the mom, who we thought was probably dead, because we saw, like, you see a shot of her, like, with, like, blood running down her chest and everything like yeah, that. Her, and we saw a raven eating her heart. Her uh, dress or blouse is V bloody <laughs> after that. Um, That's a slip, right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the terms were for pre 1940s clothing. So Catherine comes out mm-hmm. because she has heard this commotion and. She, of course, sees, like, the destruction of basically the rest of her <laughs> who family. Who the fuck wrecked my fucking right, home? the fuck happened? <laughs> I was just chilling with this fucking crow. I was baby f- breastfeeding this little, this little I baby. I had the best dream. I thought my babies were back. Um, and she comes out and she baby sees boys. that everything is gone. So, of course, she blames Thomason. She loves like, blaming Thomason. You surprised? Me surprised? Nope. Um, and just, like, straight up attacks her. She grabs her by the hair. Yeah. And blames her again, comes at her so aggressively. She's choking her. Yeah, and this, like, this escalates. A, a knife gets involved. Um, and... Thompson just, like, murks her. Well, she's crying and says, like, you know, I love you to her mother before yeah. grabbing a knife. And, like, I guess she... I guess there's a knife on the... Where did the knife come from? I don't I think remember. she'd had it in her, like, 
Oh, okay. Uh, her clothes somewhere. Like, when okay. Thomas had grabbed it earlier or something like that. Like she was Maybe when she was like afraid that. of the witch or something. Could I don't been, know. Yeah, there's some... There's more, there's a more knife comes knife. into yeah. play somewhere. Yeah. And so she has the knife and she cuts <clears throat> her mother. And um, this is when Catherine strangles Thomason. That's right. And so Thomason kind of, out of self-defense, kills her with the knife. Yeah. Thomason holds her mother and cries. And... Um, I mean, it's it's a very heart wrenching part of the movie because it really is. It, like, even if you know you're a teenager and your mom's pissing you off, I don't I don't think you necessarily want to kill her. No. So um, she so Thomason gets up and she changes out of these very she just, very like, strips bloody off clothes. all her bloody clothes. Uh, she falls asleep at the dinner table. Yeah, she's yeah. just like. I'm fucking done. She's done. I'm it's morning, so but fucking she's tired done. of this. I'm just gonna take a nap. <clears throat> okay, so Thomason, she wakes up to chimes. She follows the chimes to Black Philip, and she asks him to speak to her like mm-hmm. he did the twins. Like, if you right. can talk, like, now's the time. And <laughs> There's literally no one around. I cannot no get around. in trouble for this anymore. Right? Everyone I know and loved was is dead. Now's the time. And so, and does he talk? Um, he asks her what... Silky voice. He asks her what she wants. Butter to see the world, a dress, and then... A book appears before her, and um, she basically says that she can't write. She can't write her name. Right. And he, um, a black gloved hand appears on her shoulder, and a man, a materialized man, says in her ear, "I will guide thy hand." Right. Oof. Woo. Sexy and Woo. horrifying at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yo. Whew. A little hot, a little freaked. Yeah. It's kind of my, that's kind of my favorite feeling. Yeah. You know? That's us. Anyway. It's very us. It's on brand, <laughs> it's for on sure. Brand. I mean, why are we doing this podcast? <laughs> um, so then is, after this, are we, um, we cut to Thomas and going into the wood? Yes. So she just starts walking out. We get this wonderful. She naked. Co- yeah. It's, this, it's a super long scene and it's such a great just tracking shot of her walking through the woods we get a couple different angles they're all wide um and it's just yeah her just walking out to the woods night falls sorry night gathers and her watch begins (laughs) sorry night gathers and her vavitch begins Ooh, yes god i'm good at this you're good at this Um, uh yeah so they she joins the she sees like this big beautiful bonfire we see a bunch of other naked ladies dancing around lots of body types lots of ages they're cavorting, they're howling, they're dancing. They're it looks their exactly own little, like, like witches Sabbath. Yeah, it looks exactly like what every single other thing has ever depicted witches as. Yeah, you know, it's just like, like they're they're dancing, they're screaming like banshees. Yeah, it's so it's dope. It's great. It's lots of sticks and twigs and wild hair. A beautiful coven, if you will. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and we see we see Black Philip there. She's sort of like I guess been following him the whole time. Yeah. Um, they start levitating, and she joins them, and that's the, that's the movie. Yeah, the movie ends with her just laughing in pure bliss, and that is it's it. It's the first time we see her smile after Samuel is gone. Yeah, because I mean, this this movie's pretty, it's pretty devastating for her. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's... So that's the plot. That's the Vavitch. It is amazing. I love this movie. It's so fucking good. Yeah. All right, now that we've taken you through a synopsis of the plot, we're going to talk about the movie at large. Um, We're going to go through some history, some, you know, nerdy film shit, and then some thematic analysis. 
It's going to be fun. So I wanted to talk about the history of witches. I mean, I feel like it's something that I'm really fascinated by. Oh, definitely. Just because of like the evolution and just all of, you know, how they've been perceived over the years. So to tie this into our movie here, Caleb is never accused of being a witch, right? Right, and not then, once, no. And then Jonas and Mercy are not either because they're they're children. Yeah, they're little I babies. Mean, children back then were certainly, could, could be tried as witches, but most of the time it was a woman. Like someone female who has been through puberty is, you know. Yeah, there's a whole thing of like becoming a woman opens you to sin. I know I've heard things like that before. Yes, and that's exactly right. It's because it was believed that women were more susceptible to wanting like material things and being tempted by those things and tempted by sinful things, which sin equals devil equals witch. Right, and I'm sure it ties back to like Eve and everything like that too, where she was the first one to sin and all of that. For sure. Women have been treated like shit for the longest of times. And (laughs) and also, one last thing I'll I'll, um, say about witches right now, because I could go on and on, but that is how it ties into the movie. Sure. Um, Is that back in the day, women weren't really like supporting each other. They were throwing each other under the bus. They were saying like, like, don't come to my house. I'm not a witch, but my neighbor is. Go <laughs> check her house. She's got like all this shit. Yeah. Like you, you will find some sinful things in there. Go over there instead of like them coming together and, you know, being like. Like the neighborhood gossip turned rat instead of being like, no, 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 we'll shield you. Yeah. yeah. And all I'm saying, ladies, is we should all just support each other. Let's let's stop that, you know. Sure. Let's just be one big ass coven. Who's in? Ooh. Let me know. Into that. Let me know. I'll make cookies or something. I don't know. I'm, I just want to be supportive. Cool. You can be an ally. An ally Dope. of our coven. Hell yes. It'd be great. Okay. So now that we've kind of talked about like the history of witches, um, we wanted to talk about some film stuff. So Topher. Some quick and dirty nerdy film shit. Yeah. Exactly. Topher is a big film nerd. I am too. But he really gets into the technical nitty gritty. So take it's it away. Fun. So yeah, I guess production-wise, there was a lot of really cool stuff that was going on in this film. One of the big ones that I loved is that all of the lighting used in it was natural or candlelight. So light. cool. Not a single. Basically, they were not. They did not use any artificial lighting. That's so, so cool to me. Yeah. So it gives it this really cool, like smoky mm-hmm. gray tone over all of it, because mm-hmm. uh, it is you know the Northeast in fall, bordering on winter time. Robert Eggers definitely wanted it to have like a more natural, spooky feel because he thought that the artificial lighting would make it feel a little too comforting, a little too present day. It wouldn't let it feel like it was set when it was set. Well, bravo, sir. Yeah. Like it worked. Yeah. Bravo. It definitely, definitely landed. <laughs> um, now you... I was not comforted at all while no. watching this film. Zero comfortable during the film. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> Now, there's one type of shot that you know I hate, and I always point it out, and I always say it's so fucking boring. And that shot is... Center shots. Hate them. Except in this movie, which is only center shots. It's because they're done in such a really interesting undercutting way. The mode over the last, like, 30 years or so has been to shoot in thirds. uh, Top and bottom thirds, and then left and right thirds. The reason you do that is because it feels more dynamic. If you put a character that you're supposed to be focused on, like, traditionally, we put things in the center that we want to focus on. That's why we call it the center of attention. When you move that center of attention to the left or to the right or to the top or the bottom, it brings more more negative space into view which means you can see more things mm-hmm. it's so it's frequently used in horror so that you can see the spooky thing on the right like um it follows right yeah we watch that you see a lot of use of thirds in that because you won't need to have that just like little bit of the thing in the background mm-hmm. but in this everything's centered the reason that works here is because they're weird centers they're traditional in the way they look but they undercut the feeling of it 
because you never see, barring a few moments in this film, you never see a villain. It's right. centered on the family. It's centered on Thomas, and it's centered on all of the drama within this family mm-hmm. and all of the pr- bad things that are happening to them. So it does actually, it, it, it's a cool way of using uh, essentially shots as philosophy for the film. Yeah, yeah. And I think as as someone who is not as well versed in the technical side of film, I you explaining this just like makes me love it even more. Yeah, it's it, there's a understand. lot of intentionality about this. Is what I'm trying to say. Like I, yes, I love that, when someone really that's a takes great word. time with the project. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Eggers really really landed with me because of that. We can say like you and I recently saw Midsummer and we were talking about it. And one of my mm-hmm. big complaints when we were talking about it was Ari Aster uh, mm-hmm. and how I feel like a lot of his filmmaking is I don't want to use the word sloppy. That sounds mean, but it feels like he's letting the project happen instead of making the project if that makes sense yeah whereas with every time i watch this film i go no he chose that he chose that he chose that he chose that or the actor chose this yeah every actor chose their moments every director producer lighting cinematographer everybody chose those moments and made those moments happen and that's why i love this movie so much if you guys follow us on instagram i posted a thing where i was like i mean i know this is our first episode and it just happens it just happens to be that way but when we did our little interviews and the question was what's your favorite one i mean it it does change from time to time because sometimes because the genre is so broad sometimes i want you know just a kind of silly one but when I want like a good down and dirty, just like really well done, and I'm not even I'm not always into the artsy ones. Yeah, but no, like, we're not pure artsy folksy. Yeah, but this one though, every single time I watch it, I'm just like, God. Hell yeah, fucking right. Like that's that, that's like, my reaction every single time we get to that like crescendo at the end when she's floating into the heavens, uh, and I'm just like, Yep. Yeah. I'm happy. I was happy the whole time. I was like freaked out the whole time, but happy that I was freaked out the whole time. And it just works. Exactly. So as of late, this is my favorite. Like I could watch it right now. Yeah. It's it's one o'clock in the afternoon. I could watch it right now. So um, actually, I was talking about intentionality, but there, you said that you were telling me there's one thing on set that happened that was not oh, super intentional. Oh my God. Yeah. They did not want this to happen, but it ended up just being very important for someone's safety okay so a funny like little behind the scenes thing that i found out when i was just kind of lightly like you know going through my research of this movie is that so black philip terrifying oh fantastically cast goat so they went to like a couple goat farms apparently and basically we're just like all right which one's the most terrifying right you know like which one fits this bill and so black philip is very real he's a 210 pound billy goat named charlie cute name yeah cute but apparently not so cute behavior wise (laughs) because ralph innocent who plays william the father Mm -hmm. he said that that charlie put him in the hospital oh shit and still gives the director nightmares robert eggers (laughs) still gives him nightmares glad to know that it's not the movies he makes it's the goats he casts that fuck him up well, and it's really funny because Ralph Innocent apparently, on the fourth day of filming, apparently Charlie just like rammed his horns into Ennison's ribs, dislodging oh, a tendon. Oh my God. And Ralph Innocent says he spent the rest of the five week shoot on painkillers. Fuck. So, oh like, the fact that his performance is so incredible and he now we know he was on painkillers all the time so he also says which i found really kind of funny was that he was like from the moment we set eyes on each other it was hate at first sight he had (laughs) he had two modes chilling out and doing nothing or attacking me damn right so because of this obviously robert eggers was like all right this is rough this so they had to get a they got a puppet 
Oh to yeah, because they did. There was the no. Scenes. That was one thing I forgot to make. There was no CGI in the film. Yeah, but they they had to resort to a puppet because Charlie was just so misbehaved. It just was such a piece of shit. Yeah, just hated his co-star. God. Which I don't know. I don't know what it was. I don't know. But yeah, I just thought that that was such a funny like bit of information. I love that. It's really a testament to how good an actor Ralph Innocent is too. Like honestly, I like have had a killers. fucked up. I've had fucked up tendons in my chest. Like I my I got hit really hard in the chest one time and it fucked up my whole sternum and all the ligaments and tendons around it and whatever. Mm-hmm. I too was on painkillers and I barely passed high school, let yeah. alone delivered like a command performance. Yeah. I mean, it makes, I mean, mad respect, all the respect. Good on you, Anison. <laughs> yeah. So now we're going to get into one of my favorite topics, thematic analysis. It's so fun. There's a lot to talk about. Where do you want to start? You want to talk about sins? Mm-hmm. Let's, Let's talk, talk about a- them sins. Mm-hmm. So simple. So this is a theory that I kind of presented to you after we watched this uh, mm-hmm. last time. And the idea that I wanted to work with and kind of just play with is the idea of how sins work in this movie. Mm-hmm. I want to say... Well, like we were talking, it feels like it might be kind of like ironic punishment for whatever the sins are, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess let's just go in order of who the dies deaths. and try. Yeah, let's go in order of who dies and see like what the sins are. We have Baby Sam. Baby Sam, yes. So Baby Sam's pretty easy. They did a really great job with the scene with Sam, the peekaboo scene, mm-hmm. because he's an unbaptized baby next to water. Yeah. So I fucking love that that is the way that goes but unbaptized and the witch uses his blood for a flight potion because uh, mm-hmm. you couldn't use the blood of somebody who was baptized because exactly. they got jesus in their blood jesus in their blood so that one lands right mm-hmm. next up is caleb yes caleb is a lustful little boy like we called him little pervy brother or whatever mm-hmm. we nicknamed him peeping them titties he was peeping them sister titties my nun name <laughs> <laughs> oh god i wish i could stolen that for a drag name you still can I might look for sister titties at whatever drag show you go to this fall. (laughs) So Caleb is all pervy peeping sister titties and he is attracted into the witch's hut. Yes. The crone shack, whatever we want to call it. The crone shack. I love that. Okay. We'll keep crone shack. I love that. Okay. Caleb is drawn into the crone's shack by the Vavavich. Yep. Like this is the one she where she's Vavavum Vavavich, right? Exactly. And then he doesn't die right away, but when he does come back to life, he ends up reciting this bit of I looked it up. I thought it was a Bible verse the first two times I watched it, and I thought it was just like from Song of Solomon or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's actually from a letter of like one of the founding fathers of like Puritanism. Oh. Uh, of American like American uh, pilgrim Puritanism. Okay. And it does read as very, very sexy. I'm glad and you clarified that because in I know that if you've been listening in the in the plot we weren't completely sure yeah. where it came from so I'm glad that you're clarifying that. Yeah, so it ends up being like yeah from this long letter that was it, yeah it ended up just being a whole thing about like the love one feels for Jesus and there's a lot of this like there's I know there's stuff about being like the bride of Christ and I remember yeah. um one of my cousins went to this church and I went with him one time and the, the pastor who was an older man was sort of saying like, men, you can be brides of Christ too. And it was like this very like, it was progressive, but it was all about like, there was a bit of it. Like he was, he was not shying away from the sexual nature of, that you're supposed to have as a follower with Jesus. And that's like, that apparently looked into it and it's apparently that's like a long history. There's a lot of that uh, in Christianity. That, yeah. Like there is. It's like part of why they like Protestants view sex in a certain way is because it is actually reserved to a degree for God or Christ or whatever. Right. So anyway, I think that's all just sort of like it's an, it's an aside, but it's an interesting way to tie this back into how um, 
this the, the, the scene that we love of C- Caleb doing this whole like beautiful lustful speech about uh, God and everything like that and then he dies yeah so he dies in a fit of like euphoric so sexual, sexual lust, if yeah. we're talking about like seven deadly sins yeah his is lost yeah um who dies next so then the order gets like real bop 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 uh the twins the are the twins, next we're not sure because we don't know if they were just taken and that's where this theory gets a little dicey right but if they let's in theory say that they were just like killed by the witch and maybe used for parts <laughs> Let's, I I don't know. Like, no, like why yeah, would like they, a total car. Yeah, you like, just take why it. Why would they have bits. died? You know, like what was their sin? So I think theirs is just being heathens, <laughs> kind of hellions, even. Yes, um, twats. Just little fucking awful children. So my thoughts on this that are little scattered, but I I because I just keep going back and forth with myself. Like okay, if they die, then so so I think that they die because if they don't die, then they're being taken, but they can't be used. Right, because right, they are baptized. We do know that. And there is a theory that at the end, when the big fire is happening, that mm-hmm. they're burning the bodies of um, Thomason's family. I didn't know that. I hadn't well, seen that theory. It's not. It's yeah. It's not like you know. No, I'm super into it. Confirmed or anything? It's. It, it is just like viewers who were like, "What if Thomason is like you know dancing by the pale moonlight in, in yeah. this fire that's like burning the bodies of her dead family?" I mean, it's a theory. I get I it though. Know. No, I, I, I'm, I'm on board with that to a degree. Where it's you know we she's building her life from the ashes of the one that forsake her. Right. Yeah. There's because her family definitely forsakes her. A symbol. Uh, some symbolism there mm-hmm. if that's even true right so that would be um, the only thing but they so if the twins didn't die they can't be used right so i think they have to have died even though yeah. it happens off, off screen and i, I think mean, it's just because you don't want to show kids dying on screen yeah um they were the biggest liars in the film too definitely right? I think it's yeah they i mean yes william lied about the silver cup and everything i mean everyone everyone lies but like the they twins all in oh my god yeah i mean about being you know in consort with Black Philip, aka the devil. And see, I think they're telling the truth about that. I think that they were talking to Black Philip. I think Black Philip was whispering to them. I think they were vessels. And so they were communing with the devil, but they don't know how to. Like, they're not useful enough. Right. Because, I mean, they're kids, too young to kid, be. Kids are, you know, susceptible to that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, it, they're, they're kind of the difficult death. For me, yeah, it's the justify. one that it's the only one that doesn't fit. Yeah, um, but I think it does. You know, like you can say, like, oh, crushed under the weight of your lies, or like the when the crone crashes through the top, she like kills them, or she runs off with them. It's one of the two, but they are punished for their sin in some way. They might still. have eventually died too, even if she took them. Yeah, it might just be like we're supposed to infer that they are dead. Yeah, one way the, or another. Yeah, they're dead. It's just the it's the only sticky one. So the other two are easy. The the uh, F- Ralph Ennis and the father dies next. Mm-hmm. Um. His, I think, is pride. And I want to make an argument for this. Mm-hmm. He, every time he, I think well, it's a mixture of wrath and pride, which those two tend to go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, so he, whenever he gets angry or feels incompetent or impotent, he goes and does the one thing he's really fucking good at. Chopping that wood. He loves chopping that wood. So when he does all that uh he just keeps building up the store of wood store of wood store of wood and like yeah it's the old times you need a lot of wood to get through the winter mm-hmm. but it's the only thing he can do he can't grow crops he can't hunt he's can't even really lie or like sell things he's just he just sucks at anything except chopping wood which back then as quote unquote the man of the house that was your jam yeah that was you your thing to- you just had to like provide for your family through any which way and the only thing he provides is misery and wood 
was an accidental good boner joke. It There's really so many was. kids. I love that. that is, I like it too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so I I agree and that it is pride yeah, and, it, and he's crushed yeah. by the the wood. He's at the crushed end. by the wood itself. Let's see, and then there's Catherine. Catherine, who dies next? Yeah, so Catherine and last. Yes, mm-hmm. so Catherine's definitely in B for uh, sure. Yeah, she hates Thomason. I think we can say that with fair certainty. She does not love her daughter. Yeah, I think there is a jealousy with the way that her father and her interact, and I don't want to put too much on that. I'm not trying to read too far into that. I just think that she's jealous of her husband having a relationship with a woman that's not her, regardless of what that right. relationship is. Right. I think that it is because. Like I said earlier, we don't really see William and Catherine have a moment where they even, yeah, they're discussing like, we got to get out of here or like, mm-hmm. we like you know, some shit's going down, but we don't see a lot of love between them. She I, even like sure tells him she doesn't love him anymore. Yeah. So I think in general, she's just a deeply like sad person yes. and takes it out on others. But I also do think that we see Thomason and William kind of like, they have heart to hearts. They more. bond. They're close they enough. They bond. They're yeah. close enough. And I think that, it, yeah, in many ways, Catherine is like jealous of that. Absolutely. And so, yeah, she attacks her, the object of her jealousy, Thomason, mm-hmm. and is killed by Thomason. Thomason. Yeah. So that's all I sort of wanted to say is like, I think that, I think that sin plays a really interesting role in this movie. I want to think more about Jonas and Mercy. I'm sure that I can find a way to work that out. It still fits into that because it, it, I think it has to because the others do so well and everything else about this movie is intentional. Yeah. Where if you if guys it, have any thoughts, let us know. Absolutely. We I'm would love to open. hear your thoughts, especially on Jonas and Mercy's death. Yeah. How you think it ties into maybe like the seven deadly sins. If there's something that, you know, we love to hear theories. So always cool. down for it. Seriously, let us know. You had one other thing you wanted to talk about. Yes, and this is the big thing. I should thing. say we, actually. We both are super into this idea. Yeah. This is the this is the big thing at the end. Thomason's choice or lack thereof. Yeah. We know at the end she chooses to go off and she she signs her name with the help of Black Philip mm-hmm. and goes off and joins this coven, yep. we assume. And I love discussing whether like was it a choice? Did she make the right one or was it not even a choice of hers at all? Yeah. And there's so I, many different directions to go with this. We could go on. We could do five hours just on this. I think we sure. did the other night. For sure. Because you brought up a really good point that because if she can't write her name, she might, she probably couldn't read. Right. Um. And back then it really wasn't a skill that women were taught because they just were tending to the goats and yeah. the whatever, the well, kids. It, and it's very interesting because we talked earlier, or we've, at least we talked off mic um, about how... I think that they did come from a very wealthy family. Yes, I think because both we have hints wealthy. of that throughout the film mm-hmm. of them talking about their life before. Thomason with the glass windows, mm-hmm. uh, Catherine with the silver cup, mm-hmm. William not knowing how to do fucking anything. Right, so things have probably been done for them before. So if they had stayed in that life, if they hadn't been part of the... <laughs> Fun fact, uh, the Puritans, like the American myth about how the Puritans pilgrims worked is that they were being religiously oppressed and like were kicked out of England. Hmm. Nope. Just a bunch of fucking nerds that no one wanted around. Really? Yep. They were, the, the English was like, we don't like you, but like, just stop. You're being obnoxious. You're doing too much. And they're like, you're, t- you're, you're oppressing me. You're like, no, we're just, we're just giving you advice. And they're like, no, we're leaving. I'm like, okay. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Fun fact. Interesting. No, um, yeah. That- so it plays in here where they willfully leave yeah 
Anyway, so so yeah, if they had stayed there, Thomason would have been taught to read and write because she would have been a member of the aristocracy. Yes. But because they left, she's now this frontier girl who is the again the only competent person in the film. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, that's that's my all that background to say that I think that's why she doesn't know how to read. Like she did, they weren't there long enough. Yeah. For her to have taken up reading and writing from a governess or something like that. Yeah, and let's say let's go with the argument on the other side of the coin that she did in fact have a choice let's look Mm -hmm. at her choices yes choice number one stay on this desolate ass farm Mm -hmm. so far so good yep die totally basically i mean you there is no there are no resources die or get got by the witch like eventually like everyone else did pretty much so in her mind that has to be what what's going on like Mm mm-hmm she saw the witch. She stared the witch in her face. She's like, I can stay here and starve or I can stay here and get killed. Yeah. Option number two. Yep. Find a way into town, like on foot, I guess, because they don't have a horse. They don't have anything. Mm-hmm. They don't have that rickety ass wagon nope. that gives you whiplash from the beginning. <laughs> um, they have nothing. So find your way into town. Either die on your way there or get there. Be like... I have no family. Well, what the hell happened to your family? We all they're knew all them. Dead. We kicked you out like five days ago. Yeah. They're all dead. Witch. Yep. And everyone thinks you're a witch. And yep. you, you it, like, it is damned if you do, damned if you don't for her. And I, I think that she honestly was like, fuck it. I have nothing. I have nothing to lose. I have everything to gain. And I think that also Midsummer is another movie that's kind of like this um, that we recently saw as well. Just looking for a community after you've lost everything. I think you're desperate to just find someone, like something to live for or something to be a part of. Yeah. So if this was her choice... I don't know. I think this was the only viable choice, so maybe it wasn't. Right. Like, like that's you know, that's why I like talking about this because I don't necessarily. She had choices, but they fucking sucked. Yes. No. It's it's interesting you to that 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 you point that out that they're both stories of women finding their place mm-hmm. out of terrible situations. Yeah. I definitely know which one I prefer, but yes. Yeah. The one sort of comeback I have to that is that I think it feels like coercion in a way, mm-hmm. and I want to I want to make a case for that. Yeah. That, so because Black Phillip seems to sort of be the organizer of this coven, right? Like he seems totally. to be at least like he has a hand in it in some way. It's like the middleman, the right. recruiter or something. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe they run independently, but he at least has a hand in it. He's a part of it to some degree. Mm-hmm. It feels like he engineered all of it. Like he was living there on the farm with them. And mm-hmm. it definitely feels like he engineered it. So she's presented with a choice that she never should have had to have made. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know that again. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not totally convinced that she makes a choice. I want that to be the case. I want this to be like an empowerment sort of move, right? But if I can criticize it, if, so let's say that that is Egger's intention here, mm-hmm. which it does feel like it, right? That feels like the direction he's pointing us in. Yeah. If that's the case, setting up the, her options to be so bad that she has no other viable choice, like you said, mm-hmm. undermines that a little bit. Okay. Doesn't make me like this movie any less, but it's just one of those things when you think a little too hard about it, it gets a little dodgy because I think he does end up, yeah, he's not, sorry, by he, I mean Eggers, has set it up to be uh, so that Thomason has no choice. Like Black Phillip is him, is his role in the movie, essentially. Mm -hmm. And if Black Phillip is just uh, engineering this world to be so horrible to Thomason that she has to join him and mm-hmm. the coven. That's not a choice. That's coercion. No, that's that's a that's a good and fair argument for this. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that's, I mean, the best kind of movies, in my opinion, are, you know, when things are not completely crystal clear and you get to talk about, you know, the different theories of why this person did this. I mean, as an actor, I've that like that's my jam like i love talking about like intention and like you know the choices that we all have and why we make them and all of that the psychological side of it um yeah that's a really good argument for this um and and i I just do i mean i think that there is yeah just a lot to be said on both sides of this yeah i mean i even not even both like the 10 million sides of this i i love the ending of this movie but i am not sure why it happened yeah like that's that's bottom line for me. Yeah. I, I I love it and I love the last scene where we're just seeing them like scream like banshees around mm-hmm. like the fire and, the and she floats up and, and like oh. it's it's an amazing scene. Yeah, it's definitely one of those that I I love this movie because it has so much that we can talk about, but mm-hmm. it also is one that I can kind of just turn off and en- turn off my brain and enjoy. Like it's just totally. aesthetically pleasing from mm-hmm. the acting to the lighting to the camera work to everything. Uh the music, all of that it just works for me. So I, it's one of those that I could sit down and go like, okay, well, let me think about it. It's like The Thing to me. Yeah. The Thing is another one of my favorite movies for this reason mm-hmm. where I can sit down and go like, oh God, the choices, everything about this is amazing. I fucking love this. Or I can just sit there and go, huh, well, what happened? Was The Thing was the thing dead or did they kill it? Or which is like, is Keith David the thing? Is Kurt Russell the thing? Like all of the stuff. You can do both things That's with really this movie. What... I love that. That's really what got me into the horror genre is because, yeah, we can, you know, you can discuss any movie, mm-hmm. you know, it, like, obviously, but I just feel like there's so much here. It's always rich. Yeah. And everyone has their very bold opinion about it. Absolutely. And I love, I love that. I, yeah, like, like, I, I love discussing this type of stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's also a little bit about us since it is our first episode. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, I think that kind of wraps us up, right? I think that does everything we wanted to do, yeah. Yeah. Um, we've kept you guys for almost like an hour now, so we're going to sign off real fast just by saying please go follow us on Instagram and Twitter. On Twitter, we're Horror Babes Pod, but on Instagram, we're Horror Babes Podcast. You could probably find us if you just search for Horror Babes Podcast. Let's be and real. And the website's also Horror Babes Pod. Yes, our website is horrorbabespod.com. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to follow me... On social media, I am Nicole Lee Hood on both platforms. That's spelled N-I-C-O-L-E-L-E-I-G-H-H-O-O-D. And I'm Tofaloaf, T-O-P-H-L-O-A-P-H. Yeah, on everything. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye, Bye, babes. babes. You want to go watch The Vitch right now? Yeah.